Dear ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, comrades, compañeros, welcome to a free preview of the better podcast than the one you usually get, because you get the free one, and that's, you know, that's a serious, smart, interesting podcast, the best in America, according to um, my mom. But, you know, we do this other one, the Substack one, you got to pay for. Stop being cheap. I need to eat. Matt needs to eat. Camille doesn't need the money. But, uh, you know, typically I would cut out the best bit of the podcast and give you a little previews to just draw you in. But, um, you know, I'm feeling a bit lazy today, so I'm just going to uh, put in the first 20 minutes or so. And it is um, kind of dumb, but uh, fun. You know, where we talk about Elvis Costello's father, um, the race blob, and a weird moment where America loved Australia, et cetera. And uh, Matt finding out who Rolf Harris is, which is great. But if you keep listening, um, you have to pay for it. And if you pay for it, you'll actually hear a serious conversation about education policy and um, me being honest about my baggage shifting on one issue. And that issue is, um, well, you got to listen to find out. But uh, yeah, listen to this bit and then listen to the rest after you fork over some money. You just shouldn't do it. It just makes you feel good. It'll make you feel better. It makes me feel great. We know of new methods of attack. I mean, you couldn't put me on one of those rotating platforms. I would throw up everywhere. It would be a disaster. You wouldn't do the, uh, was it Motley Crue had the uh, the flipping stage the, for the drum set and the drum riser? Like it would do a... Well, yeah. And the first, the first Beatles show in... The first Beatles American show, which was in Washington, D.C., they did it in the round in which Ringo had to physically himself move his drum kit towards the other side of the stage halfway through. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they didn't even have roadies do it. He was like, he's like, oh, I guess we'll do it. And like, he turns the fucking thing around. So anyway. my, uh, my pal... Uh, oh, we're recording. Are we yeah. recording? Yeah, okay. we are recording. Uh, my yeah. pal... Yeah, I didn't know anything about Elvis Costello or his daddy. So thank you for, for yeah. telling me about that. I was telling you, saying one hand before you arrived, Welch was serenading me and he was singing um, Oliver's Army and there was no censorship of himself. And I was yeah. shocked and appalled yes. Yes. to hear him uh, crooning about a, a military on the march, which is, yeah. I, as I told him, exactly what I expect from a neocon like him. He mm -hmm. just loves that. He loves is it. Uh, is the neocon he also he also said the pro Oliver Cromwell? <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. I guess it is. it's well. I don't know what the song is about either. So that that's another defect for me. I just know that Matt said the N word. He did. You're acting and like he was this smiling was surpri gleefully surprising. when he did it. Yeah, it shocking. Yes, unbelievable. I mean, he, when he's rapping too, he, <laughs> he should be canceled. <laughs> yes, it's true. He, uh, really, he, it's very strange. He sends me voice notes of him just yeah, with no yeah. music rapping ghetto boys lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is very interesting. He does the opposite school. of what everyone else does. He won't say any other words. He, won't <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. he just goes, I don't remember it. And then again, yeah. when he gets to the... Yes. There's mumbling as far as <laughs> yes. I can tell. Talking yeah. about, I don't know yeah. what. And then, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was offended by that um, ghetto boys uh, record where on the cover, they're wheeling Bushwick Bill out of the hospital after he'd been shot in the eye. Yeah, and lost his eye, and it has because it has a really bad typeface on it. it yeah, I think that's like a real that's a real photo too, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bushwick Bill was uh, he's a I wild think he's dude. Dead, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. And what, did he just did he die of a broken heart? <laughs> <laughs> I think Bushwick Bill um, died of a gunshot. No, he didn't die of a gunshot, but he did get shot. Yeah, J June 9th, twenty nineteen. Wow, yeah. he just missed all the COVID stuff. 
or I, I saw a video with him, his son, like doing an interview. Who his son may be some sort of a rapist, if I'm not mistaken. He's Jamaican, by the way. Um, I, uh, I am aware. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Is um, oh, he had pancreatic cancer. Eesh. Oh, wow. That hurts. Anyway, I know this is what you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. He shot him. He, oh, he shot himself in the face following an argument with his former girlfriend, losing right eye in the present. He had been under the influence of Everclear grain alcohol and PCP. Oh, jeez. Um, yes. The aftermath of the incident was documented on the cover of Ghetto Boy's 1991 album, We Can't Be Stopped, oh. because I shot myself in the face and I lived. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the parenthetical. It's pretty much, pretty much true. Yeah. Pretty he became much a born-again Christian in 2006. Did he? And then he, a couple of years later, he was arrested for possession of marijuana cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and prior to we, his arrest, we he fall was down, facing deportation. We get up. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's but he wasn't is. deported. Um, yeah. unlike another, um, rapper who was involved in a bit of, uh, violence, Slick Rick, who was in fact deported. And Shine, right? And Shine, who then became an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. Um, uh, who was in his, the funny thing about Shine was, Shine was a rapper, if Matt does not know this rapist, mm -mm. who was on Bad Boy Records and took mm -hmm. the fall for Sean, quote, Puff Daddy Combs, sure uh, and who was with J-Lo at the time. For a gun in a car, uh, yeah. which was clearly not his, but he took the fall and he went to prison for it. But Shine it was just looked like some like you know tough rapper and the rest of it. It turns out his father was the president of Belize. Yes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and his mother is, I think, his mother is Jewish. And then he made Aliyah and went to Israel. And there's all these pictures, and he's he's got like Afro payas, you know, the the curly locks mm -hmm. and a, ca a skull cap on. He's he went full on Orthodox. So he became an Orthodox Jew after taking the gun rap for Puff Daddy um, and angering his father, the president of Belize. <laughs> if this has not been broken down already on the Ask a Jew podcast, I don't even know why they're in the game. I, I, they I mean, they what they should do is tent right now. they need to get Shine on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, they I want to hear that episode. Um, yes. Shine, Shine's best songs both feature Barrington, Le Barrington Levy, uh, a Jamaican like dance hall dude. Um, one is Bad Boys, and the other is uh, Bonnie and Shine. And they're both uh -huh. just fabulous songs that, if you haven't heard, you should go listen to and just know that, that Shine is capping. I mean, he doesn't know anything about that street life at okay. all. Um, <laughs> Except did, when he's did, riding with Diddy. <laughs> did I ever tell you that there was, a, there was a, a black kid that was in my town who was not part of the busing program, but lived in my town? And um, can I mention his name? I guess I can. Who cares? Um, he was a very nice guy, but he, uh, <laughs> the most incredible <laughs> thing, his name was Trevor Farrington, the <laughs> third. You've mentioned like him the, before. Yeah. The most insanely like kind of waspy name of all time. <laughs> Did he? Was he uh, actually a, a third? I think they had a bowling alley in their house. That was, that <laughs> was the course. rumor. Of course he did. But was yeah. he actually a third or did his parents I believe decide? his father was Trevor Farrington, the second. Wow. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Wow. A very nice guy. I have nothing bad Multiple to say generations of that. Yeah, it's a great, it's just a great rich person name. Um, but like kind of one that's not a real rich person. It's like one like a Hollywood writer would come up with. Like, like somebody who was writing episodes of Mr. Belvedere would be yeah, like, it was like a Jamaican. <laughs> it's a Jamaican name. That's what it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, like Trevor Barrington, like these are names that you encounter routinely. Oh, his was an F, Farrington. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, no, still it. probably Jamaican. But I mean, right? as first names, that's like he had two first names essentially. But yeah, that's kind Do of Do you know weird. why you're saying that? And I'm Why? sure that that's probably right, because Jamaicans and people of Jamaican extraction 
mm. like to take take credit for all rich black people. <laughs> They're all Jamaicans. <laughs> I mean, generally, either that or Nigerian, yeah. as a matter Niger- of fact. Nigerians is often, often. I think Oprah no is the only exception to that rule. That is is Oprah no, no sort of Caribbean background for Oprah? I don't think so, but I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. is, can I ask you a question, Camille? Because this, this came up at lunch yesterday. Oh, boy. Um, and... The, who are you? Who are you at lunch with? You know? If you knew, you'd you'd be utterly shocked and amused. I think I oh, know. We do. Yeah. How do you know? You told us because you told us you were having lunch with someone, um, and that you couldn't explain or that you wouldn't explain. Oh, oh I did. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of a few people at, okay. this, at this lunch. Oh wow! But the, the question was um, about like Caribbeans mm. and their attitudes towards people who refer to themselves as Mm African-American and like that tension between Caribbeans. And it's it's just, and and, and I I realized that like, just, you know, us whites just don't get it. (laughs) It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, this is not for you. It's not for us by us. This is a (laughs) boo of internal cultural debates, but there's, that's a real thing, right? Of, it's, of course it's real. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with that when I, when I would hear people say um, kind of us and them, uh, in my household, it was never clear um, unless you had additional context, whether they were talking about blacks versus whites or Jamaicans versus native born blacks. Um, and and you would be reminded regularly that you were not one of those people. Oh, you were not wow. like them. But there, I mean, there are layers to this. This is why, you know, I routinely encounter people who talk about who will say ridiculous things like white culture isn't a thing, but black culture is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, it, it is So myriad, that is informed is by the fact that Jamaican <laughs> culture sees itself as a cultural culture apart from like black American culture. Without a doubt. And even, and even there, obviously, there are all kinds of interesting um, gradations there. Um, you have intense, um, intense senses of kind of otherness amongst people who are ostensibly uh, like mixed or whatever you want to call it. Um, and certainly you have plenty of other immigrant communities within, uh, within the Caribbean, like the coolie them. Uh, so, yeah. Who's... The right. coolie them. The coolie and the Chinese man. Which I don't, I think it's okay to say that. I think it's fine. That's not derogatory, right? No, no, by the way. It's it just goes, what my mother says. I like, just talking to, to her my, on the phone. That's what she said. It, it, it goes to my point always that, um, and I think we talked, actually, we talked about this one time on the, an episode with Yasha Monk, who I think mm. we have to have back on the show. We do. Yeah. Out, I, I, I got a copy of it, um, a, a, a galley copy, which I have to read it. And, and, um, and talk to him about it. So I said, yeah, come on. But it was, I think it was on that episode, but it was, it's always reminds me of my argument. One of the data points of my argument that, you know, no, it's, we're all much better. Despite the fact we talk about race all the time and beat ourselves up about it all the time, that we're better than most people about it and more sensitive than most people about it. And one of the things that I always mention is, uh, Alberto Fujimora, the former, uh, uh, Peruvian president, who is, of course, with the last name Fujimura, comes from the Japanese diaspora in Peru. And his nickname, Thread Peru, is El Chino. <laughs> because, because close enough. It's yep. like literally, he's like, oh, El Chino. And it's like, he's like, I'm, you know, my parents are from Japan. And they're like, okay, yeah. is, that you, a so part of, is that a part exactly. of China? <laughs> it seems like a part of China. Exactly. I mean, that is exactly how Chinaman is used. Yes. Chinaman is used yes. in Jamaica. They have no idea. <laughs> they don't know. It's just like, the it, they look in your eyes or yeah. at your eyes, and then they yeah. make the determination. Mm-hmm. You could be from anywhere. Yeah. It's like, I'm from Seoul. 
soul. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. Like my, ep- <laughs> my epicanthic folds are almost almost good enough for me to qualify. Like it's it's weird. Someone had uh, tweeted out. Um, it was actually Adam Carolla, funny man Adam Carolla, uh, former Man Show host. Um, uh, a 1972 menu from Taco Bell uh, yesterday. Oh, it's wow. fantastic Ooh. because it has like, uh, I think it's called the Bell Burger. I knew it as the Bell Beefer, which is just basically a hamburger with taco meat. And it was fucking oh, delicious. That sounds so gross. gross. That's so gross. No, no I, it was, no, I would get that. <laughs> go, I'm no, just honestly, imagining go, what happens after you finish uh, it. it a couple don't, of years later. Who cares? <laughs> what happens after is like, that's like drinking. Like, I don't think about the hangover. I think about him having fun while I'm drinking. Oh my but it came, the, uh, the menu came with a pronunciation guide to these crazy words. Oh, yeah. Like, wow taco <laughs> burrito yeah. it was like 1972 it's it's wow you were talking uh moynihan not long ago about how the big uh prots versus uh catholics and wasps and such like that in new england and these big divides that just kind of don't mm-hmm. exist they're sort of there in the no. background and and you can you can recognize patterns uh if you look really closely but like no one talks about that stuff really except for maybe like Bill Weld or a couple of other people uh yeah, but yeah, yeah. um like we have lost with uh the exception probably of Jews and then Hispanics but we have lost any sense of of differences between white ethnics in the United, United States it's just like ah you're all mm-hmm. whites we publicly mm-hmm. it's true publicly mm-hmm. um you know the lunch that I was went to the other day some of the people who I'd seen um, not too long ago, um, the host and some of her friends who are Jewish, we have endless conversations about wasps and versus Jews and the Irish and the Italians. And like, they're, they're like, and, and, and I've said this on the show and she always makes, she made this funny comment a number of times, uh, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Jews will understand this when they say, you know, we are not German Jews. We're like shtetl Jews. German Jews were like highfalutin fancy Jews. And we came into the country and we were like, Shtetl Jews. We were like the poor Jews. And that's a huge divide that, and they talk about this still. And like, that's an intra Jewish thing. And like, you know, within, you know, it's, it's, you remember like the lace curtain, that's what you would call the lace curtain Irish, like the real, like, and then there were the ones that were like, you know, the cops and the firemen and the kind of beat you up ones because the Kennedys and, you know, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who had that very patrician accent, that was a completely different universe. And from the the kind of laboring Irish. <laughs> and so it's not only like how the Irish with the Italians, it's intra-Irish, intra-Italian, North versus South and the Italians. Uh, it's like, in we erase all that when we talk about utterly pointless and, you know, hardly at all descriptive things like white or black or something. It just, it, you know, and the Hispanic is always my favorite one because, you know, of course, there's no difference between somebody from Spain and someone from Honduras versus someone from Honduras versus someone from Argentina. And it's like, how, they are, why? This is like, we're getting dumber. It's an, act, it's an act of becoming dumber by saying, like, we don't understand that there's any cultural difference. We're all going to crash it together into one blob and you have to acknowledge that the blob exists and that's it, which is really, well, I would really prefer, annoying, I but, would mm. prefer one blob to these. Uh, we're absolutely going to police the classifications of these five blobs or these four. I think it, oh, for in, sure. in New York, they measure four and nothing else exists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Uh, like, yeah. And no. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm generally opposed to blobs, but it is there culturally. There are things that are so obviously different 
within, I mean, the, the greatest thing is like over long, I mean, we're a very big country, obviously, and it takes a while driving until you get to different accents and kind of different regional cuisines. And, you know, you always have those maps where people say pop <laughs> versus soda versus Coke. Everything is a Coke. Um, and, you know, in the UK, you drive like 10 minutes and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what accent is that? It's like, oh, this, is, this was a mining village, you know, 50 years ago. And people just are radically different. Same thing is true of Ireland. You can go around and it's just, I mean, there's, there, are, there are lots of videos online of certain places in Ireland where it's subtitled and it's not in Irish or what some people call Gaelic, but it's not in Irish. People are just not, they're just incomprehensible ways of speaking in such really, really small land masses compared to the United States, which I think is completely amazing. And then we're just flattening them. It's like, oh, everyone's the same. No, they're absolutely not. They're absolutely not. I'm old and that's I'm great. old enough to remember when the first Mad Max came out and uh, part of it, and it was like, it was like a low budget, like horror movie, essentially. And uh, it was, came with subtitles. Like we couldn't understand. <laughs> we didn't understand what these people were talking about. Like, yeah, Crocky. Yeah, it's Josh Zips. <laughs> Josh Zips is punching people in the face, right? We're sealed. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, do you remember that Australian craze? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah. Jacko. Do you remember Jacko? Don't remember Jacko. Does anyone remember Jacko? No. What was Jacko? Jacko was the guy, I think he was a professional Australian rules football mm. player. And he had like, mm. he was enormous and he had like a blonde flat top and he became the energizer pitchman. And then, he, and he also had a, um, a song. <laughs> there was, there was a time where there was a lot of novelty songs and he had a song called, I think it was called I'm an individual. And, uh, his oh. name was Jekko and, and Jekko was like really big in Australia. Like just came to America and kind of just blew up for a second and fizzled. And then there's a Hollywood studio that I can't remember which one, which was like, Oh my God, there's a huge Australian craze. And they put all their money into this movie by an Australian comedian named Yahoo Serious. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, yeah. The, and the, the, call was, the movie was called Young Einstein. And it completely flopped. And Yahoo Serious, I assume it just went back to Australia and was like just kind of big in Australia. But a while ago, when I came across the movie online, and like a trailer for it, I looked him up and there was like an Australian paper. It was like, whatever happened to Yahoo Serious? And I was like, oh, in Australia, you don't know what happened to him either. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the... Australia craze of the late eighties. He went on which to I think um, was precipitated by Paul Hogan. He went on to um, to found um, an early search engine company and uh, satellite radio. So he's he's yes, done yes. very well. For yeah, himself. he just decided he decided to do both. Who did the? Uh, he was he was a young Einstein. Who did the uh, timey <laughs> kangaroo down spot? What? Okay, timey <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo down timey timey kangaroo down. That's not that's like something that you dreamt <laughs> no. after you after you took. <laughs> PCP with Bushville. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Timey, Timey kangaroo. You guys keep talking. I'm going to find it. <laughs> no, I, cause my only one was midnight oil. Cause that, they were, they were really popular. The band really, you know, terrible, but they were just, the lyrics were super annoying. Oh man. But you know, anyway, uh, they were very, it was popular in England too, because the two major, when I went to England in the nineties, the two major soap operas that you watched were called neighbors and home and away. And they were both um, um, Australian soap operas, one of which um, uh, starred Kylie Minogue, the great Kylie Minogue. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that some people out there will say, you know, despite being, you know, this, this silly pop, she's quite good. I have to say. Oh, she's <laughs> I agree great. With Nick Cave on yeah. this. I like Kylie Minogue. He just wants to make out with everybody, but yeah. 
And she's also like four foot one. She's the size of Bushwick Bill. She is Australian Bushwick Bill who hasn't shot herself in the face. And I don't want her to because she's beautiful. So um, do we have anything to talk about that's not this? Some of the um, commenters. (laughs) We should keep talking about this. I want to talk about Steven Seagal's musical career. Uh, oh yeah, he can play guitar. Oh, yeah, so like, like, he's yeah. got a blues band. Yeah, but he like did a reggae. He did like reggae songs. Oh my god! Did he God. go with what, uh, white white man dreads for the reggae? Um, I don't, I don't know about that. No, but the I'm song sure he was wearing a kimono. <laughs> the song the song I'm looking at features Lady Saw, and the title of the song is "Me Want the Punana." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> those are that, his opening. Is that real? Those are his opening lines. Oh. Apparently so. Yes. Yeah. Me want the stunt. <laughs> me want it. Me want to take it. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Did he do it in like a Jamaican oh, cave? Please. Yeah, he's trying. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is incredible. I, I'm buying, I'm going to find that on vinyl and buy it today. Yeah. Oh he's, my he's widely considered by every cast member <laughs> to have been the worst host of SNL. Ever. Oh, and you should I go look imagine. this up and yeah. go look it up. Cause their stories are so funny about how awful he was. And like literally everyone hated him, <laughs> and, but now he's like a, a fat uh, Putin supporter. So although I th- who was telling me that I think somebody saw him and I have to say, you know, our friend Alex, who we mentioned and, and mm-hmm. text, texted uh, Camille and I and said, well, thank you for the mention. <laughs> and I was like, shit, what did I say? <laughs> but I think, I think, I'm pretty sure that he saw him or ran into him in North Korea. What? Steven Seagal? Uh-huh. I think so. Oh, wow. Or, oh, no, no. It was either that or Gerard Depardieu. One of the two <laughs> fat, Putin-loving, washed-up hats. I would rather meet Gerard Depardieu. Would you? Depardieu. Depardieu. <laughs> really? yeah. I, yeah. I would. Truly. You would? Yeah. He doesn't have a right. Jamaican He was in the song. great movie Green Card with Andy McDowell. <laughs> Any movie with Andy McDowell is a great movie. Can I just say also, this is, you know, because when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is read the Daily Mail. Because, yeah. you know, I have to get all my news first. Um, and she has a daughter who's very beautiful, who got married to the guy, Jack Antonoff. Um, was who, he a lobbyist? No. No, 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 no. That's Jack Abramoff. Got close. <laughs> It's close. <laughs> no, the musician and producer who is like very awkward looking and he looks like the nerd in Greece and yet he's marrying uh, his, but he, he, this is a really terrible thing to say, but it previously before d- dating Margaret Qualley, who is the unbelievably beautiful daughter of Annie McDowell, um, he uh, dated Alina Dunham. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's a. Upgrade. Just, Upgrade. Just a fact check for the <laughs> listeners who uh, don't get that my text. Be... Um, that uh, Timey Kangaroo Down Sport. It's a novelty song <laughs> written by Australian singer Rolf Harris in 1957, which became an international. Okay. Edition. Wait, not the molester Rolf Harris. Is there a molester Rolf Harris? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that. Uh, yeah. Rolf Harris, like, used a didgeridoo. He's a pedophile. A stylophone. He, he invented the yeah, wobble no, board. Rolf Harris is, and yeah, convicted in England in 2014 <laughs> of the sexual assault of four underage girls, which effectively yeah, like ended his career. 
Wow. I love it effectively. <laughs> I love that kangaroo song, though. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's Rolf Harris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to see that picture. It was, associated with <laughs> sexual assault. The tie the kangaroo down oh. takes a slightly oh. different meaning after knowing what happened. I didn't mean to normalize pedophiles again. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, Rolf, is it you true always that find you your way back your there? Never regions the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, right? No, is that a problem? No. Can't be. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that's a Rolf Harris song. Yeah, he was a, he's like in the Jimmy Savile um, oh, kind of universe. Mm. But uh, yeah, he died fairly recently. So, But a real talent. R.I.P. R.I.P. Real talent. Rest in power, King. <laughs> wow. Way to go, Matt. Every single time. <laughs> I love that Matt's like, I found out who, who wrote it. This genius name, Rolf Harris. <laughs> it's like gravity. He just finds his way back there again. Just oh, the, oh the cosmos conspiring. That is. To uh, normalize. Yeah, Matt's going to then tell us about a great musician called Gary Glitter. <laughs> just, yeah. Rock and roll number. Gary Glitter was like convicted of pedophilia or, or accused of it credibly in the UK or like molesting underage girls. And then he went to Asia and like hopped around and then was ended up being arrested and convicted in Vietnam uh, of the same thing uh, in Vietnam. And I believe if he's still alive, he is in prison, maybe in Vietnam. Um, and you know, Gary Glitter who, um, for, I'm, this is mostly for Camille. Yeah. He's, um, Oh, well, uh, three weeks ago, the Daily Mail said he, a pop pedophile. Oh, no. <laughs> the headline is pop pedophile Gary Glitter. Oof. <laughs> Could be freed again within months um, after being recalled back to prison for looking at videos of young girls doing ballet. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so um, watch out. He's Gary Glitter's back on the streets. Mm. So anyway. This, uh, this uh joe the plumber dead at 49 joe the plumber How did he die? yeah uh, i i imagine it's some sort of plumbing accident but i don't know too too soon I, four, four nine, I, pretty young i think uh he was killed by barack obama i'm shocked he, to learn that he's 49 that's pretty yeah wild. i mean yes i thought he was so much older than me yeah turns out he's not um, <laughs> at all but he had a very weird career right i mean after the yes career thing that didn't he didn't he kind of try to ride that for a bit and was like always showing up at CPAC and things like that? I think he like did the radio show host or something at some thing at some point, didn't he? He leaned into it in some way, whether it was a candidate yeah. or a media person, maybe like, you know, guest column at Instapundent or, or something. Yeah. But it didn't. No. It, it was, but it was something along these lines. <laughs> 